Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. So my parents are racist. Now what? I mean, I should probably clarify my parents are not racist. Me, Steve Kramer. Uh, but hers are. And that's what we've got to get into today with Ask My Mom here on the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Hi, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, listen, I gotta, I'm going to be 100% honest with you today. I'm bombed because I didn't realize that for the first 10 minutes of this episode, I'm talking into my computer microphone and not my like external microphone here that I have on the side of my computer. So I've been like debating back and forth. Can I go back and just re-record this part? But it doesn't feel right. And my mom had to, my dad has, um, has got surgery tomorrow, so I can't re-record it with her. And I, uh, so just, I hope you'll bear with this episode for about 10 minutes uh, it's just, it sounds like I'm on zoom or something or on, um, uh, Skype or something. Okay. Anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, I'll introduce you to my lovely co-host who is my mother who has the best words of wisdom. Hi mom. Hi honey. So we're trying to figure out how to do today's show. And it's always a struggle because my, everybody that I've worked with has had a different theory when it comes to the type of show you should be producing. And some people say you've got to give people an escape, right? Like, Oh, we're the escape from what's going on in the world. People listen to us. They want to get away from all the the crazy stuff. And Mm -hmm. I have never really quite subscribed to that theory. I always think that we've got to meet people where they're at. And if the last thing I want to do is come on, I actually have a question that I've been dying to ask you since this, uh, this weekend, but I, it just doesn't feel appropriate. It doesn't feel like it's going to feel like the timing is just wrong. Hmm. Uh, the last thing though that I want to do is to come on here and uh, be a, be a downer, you know? And yes. so it's, it's like finding that right balance. And the challenging thing with the podcast is that, this is always done a day before. So right. the vibe today can be completely different than the vibe tomorrow. You know, like the vibe yes. on Friday's show was completely different than the podcast, you know, come Monday because they're just so, you just never know. So when you record early, you kind of got to like feel out what's the, what's the vibe? What's the vibe in the room? How did you handle last night? How did it go over in Atlanta? Um, it was much quieter last night. And honestly, um, I think people were still out on the street a little bit, maybe after 10 or 11, but I can only take in so much of that. So no. about 9.30, I just, I went to bed because it just, it just up, upsets me. It's disturbing and I don't sleep well. So maybe um, it's like a movie I can't stop watching though. So last mm-hmm. night there were some more protests in San Diego. There was some downtown um, yesterday, I think there's some in Santee and maybe alcohol. And I, you know, the guy that we had on Bryant yesterday on the podcast yesterday, he was out there again. And it's almost hard to stop watching it. And I don't know if that's because if it's like fear of like, I need to see kind of like what's going on so I can better prepare myself or if it's just curiosity of, you know, this stuff, I think there's always an attraction to, to chaos and if you don't uh-huh. have to be there to watch it. But I think when it happens in your own town, it's almost harder to turn away. Yes. Yeah, I think that's true. I have to turn away. I know myself well enough to know that. 
you know, the next couple of days is going to be tricky. And I'm dealing with, and you're probably, everyone's probably feeling that same way of like, I'm not quite sure, especially when it comes to, I'll, I'll put something like in your perspective, which is like posting on social media, right? Like you're not mm-hmm. quite exactly sure what to post right now. Like, is this appropriate? Like you may have seen a meme that you're like, oh, this is a funny dating meme or something or something that's irrelevant to anything else going on with the the racially charged protest, but it may just not feel like the right time to post it. You feel like kind of a jerk and you're posting about anything else. It's just... So it's tricky putting a podcast together too, where I'm going to have to try for the next couple of days to, to feel the balance out, to be sensitive and to be able to talk about it, but then to also not, I don't want to sit here where, you know, I didn't design the show to be a social matters show and right. honestly not having representation from all sides, two white people sitting around and it's not that interesting to me. It's not, there's not, a, there's yeah. not a difference of perspective. So, yes. um, I don't, I don't know. We're just going to kind of, just kind of feel it out. This is the trouble I'm having is I am struggling because I told you guys the last couple of weeks, I've been really working hard to launch these new projects this week. And I, like this morning I was working on it for like three or four hours before we started recording. And I'm sure I'll be up all night working on it thinking that Wednesday was going to be my goal to launch, but I just don't know. Mom, you kind of know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It just feels not right in my heart. It just doesn't feel important mm-hmm. right now. Well, I think that certainly we are in the midst of tragedy, but it's it's always good to lighten up when we can to and to cut ourselves some slack, right? I mean, we can't we can't stay in a state of anxiety and worry and you know helplessness. We can't stay in that place for long periods of time. Um, so I think it's fine to lighten up a bit. I mean, it's not that we're being insensitive. We still know and care about what's going on in our world, but we're also trying to do our best to stay present with each other and to live our lives as best we can. I don't know. I'm just, I'm struggling with the whole thing. So I don't know if we're going to launch this week. I'm not sure. It just doesn't feel like right now. If you ask me, probably not, but we'll see. You know, I'm just trying to feel the vibe out for the next couple of days and see how it's, how it's going to play out. We can take a quick break if that's okay with everybody. And we can always hear uh, to me, a nice Jimmy Yancey break is always, (laughs) worth it that's my dad who is he's an interesting guy he's an interesting guy um but what happened was it over the weekend (laughs) no this was actually a couple of days ago i guess so we were sitting out on the deck and um we were you know there's beautiful birds around us and of course i have multiple bird feeders and i enjoy them tremendously And, and um he enjoys keeping the squirrels away from the bird feeders um so so we were sitting on the deck and I said, listen, I think that's I think that's a cardinal because it sounded so beautiful. And I said, let me just pull up cardinal sound on Google and see, you know, if in fact that's what it is. Well, we did. And there was like a 12 minute YouTube of cardinal sounds. Well, what was amazing about it was. How many, by the way, how many plays did that have? I'm trying to figure out. How many people go listen to cardinal sounds? I need to go, I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up while you're talking. Keep going. But I want to see how many people would go to YouTube and just type in cardinal sound and then see. You said it's like 12 minutes. 
It's 12 minutes, 12 minutes and 37 seconds or something. Anyway, (laughs) so what was amazing, though, was this, this male cardinal started kind of flying around us responding to the sound and, and we were we were curious about what it meant you know i wonder what the bird's saying and jim was like oh it's probably a mating call and i was oh, like God. oh geez it's going to attack us here you know but it flew around yeah. well now he loves to go out and play the cardinal sounds to see if a cardinal comes but what's even funnier <laughs> is Wait, there was Oh, yeah. He's done it four or five times now. But what was even funnier is he said, let's look for duck sounds because there was a little baby duck up by our house. (laughs) And he wanted to see if he could find the baby duck or its mother. So now he's down walking by the lake playing the duck sounds. I, my dad's always been kooky. Like, just visualize in your head, though, okay? Like this old man just like walking down by the, by the lake. They live on a lake. He's just amusing. It just amuses him. Oh. So so he, what was funny is he sent it on a video to his little kindergarten group, you know? And right. one of them said, I think you need to get out more. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, this is an interesting topic, though. Like, in real quick, 888-Kramer8. That's our voicemail for the show. You can just call me. The voicemail will be on up, upcoming episode. Uh, are your parents crazy? Like, do they do crazy stuff? Because mine are just – you guys have just crossed that threshold, right? Like, do you think Dad knows he's crazy for walking around <laughs> playing duck noises? Oh, yeah. I think you, I think um, we laugh at ourselves all the time. Okay. Talking about the cardinal sounds, um, what – what I found a video, this is not the, I don't know if it's the same video you guys were looking at or not, but it is a 10 minute uh, video on YouTube of just straight cardinal noises. Uh-huh. I want you to try to guess how many views. See, the video is two years old, okay? <laughs> and it says the red cardinal sounds to attract birds to your feeder. So I guess it, it is a thing. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it is a thing. Um, how many plays do you think it's had over the last two years? A million. Not a million. 714,000 times that See? video. <laughs> See, we are not the only bird lovers. Uh, it's just, it's crazy to me. Like, think how much work I put into this podcast every day just to get like a couple listens. And then you're telling me I can put a bird sound effect on a YouTube and get, you know, 700. I doubt most people that listen to this podcast would be interesting, interested in listening to Cardinals, just, unless they're my friends. That. My friends, would. interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I guess so. Something we all have to look forward to. Anyway, eight 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 Kramer eight is the phone number. Like, what do you, what are the crazy things your parents do now that they're getting like a little bit older? The things that you have to be like, oh, dad's walking down by the lake and playing cardinal noises on the cell phone. I think it just. Something happens when you guys turn past 65. It's just <laughs> it's an interesting time. Interesting time. Okay. Um, I know you have a quote for today. Would you like to share? I would. This is from Marcus Aurelius, who was born in 121, the year 121, and died in 180. Was an emperor. He was an emperor in Rome, and he's written this wonderful. I mean, he wrote this book of meditations that is so true for even today. So it's amazing when I read these. 
this is uh, this one says to feel affection for people, even when they make mistakes, is uniquely human. You can do it if you simply recognize that they're human too, that they act out of ignorance against their will, and that you'll both be dead before long. And above all, that they haven't really hurt you. They haven't diminished your ability to choose. So we can choose how we respond to each other. And, you know, I was thinking today um, when you were talking about some uh, some people, you've gotten some um, bad press about that conversation with Miguel around, you know, the burning of buildings. And right. I heard a well, little let bit... Me- yeah. Let me, I can explain that really quick. So okay. yesterday, episode 50 is uh, my f- good friend, Miguel, and he's black and he lives in Tampa and hosts a radio show there. And we've, we've had a couple of different episodes where we've come on together and we have kind of talked through some of the racial things. And a lot of people have been appreciative because uh, the one thing I love about Miguel is that he allows me just to ask questions and not feel like I am going to offend him. And if I am, uh, politically incorrect he'll allow me and then also correct me and my thought process right so we've had some really good conversations i highly recommend i was really proud of both the episodes episode number 48 and episode number 50 and i know a lot of people and thank you for anyone that's taking the time to message me or share it because it is a uh, i think it's a really important important issues uh both race related both having to do with the riots and the uh, the murders up in uh, minneapolis so Yesterday, and I've gotten a couple, I mean, going back to talking about like knowing exactly when to post and how to post and what to say and feeling mm-hmm. comfortable. And I, you know, anytime I put out, I, I knew that they were like ruffle feathers with some people, but so there's a woman that, um, she is a, uh, she's been a fan of mine since early on since channel nine, three, three, but she, and I could not be more politically different. Um, I, I can't remember what been a couple of times where I've spoken out or posted something that was, a well, I think it was the, the one that I really remember was the, uh, high school students. I think it was after the shooting in, what was the last school shooting that was really bad? I don't even remember which one now. Um, but there was like a bunch of the high school kids started to uh, have like a walkout or a protest or, or whatever it was. Right. And, I remember that day she like got on to me and she's like, you know, that's encouraging this or encouraging that. We, I could just tell we were very politically or socially different. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah. So yesterday I had posted the episode early, right? Episode 50 early. Cause I thought it was really important to get it out as soon as possible. And I went on to Facebook and I was just scrolling and she had posted this long post about, I just listened to a podcast and I, he knows who he is and I'm sure he's going to read this. And I just think it's so irresponsible that you're encouraging people to go out and burn down buildings. And mm. I hope that you and your boyfriend will just something, mm. something, something. And I was like, Oh mm. my God, there's so many things that are wrong with this statement. Mm. And so I, and that was just one example. And I know that anytime I touch controversial topics, it's going to ruffle feathers and it's supposed to, right? Because mm-hmm. if, if we don't ruffle feathers, things stay the same. Wow. Anyway, I, so I struggle. I, it, it's still when it's issues that I'm very passionate about. And I want to make sure it's really clear too that yesterday in the episode, you know, I invite you to go back and listen. Nobody was encouraging anyone to go burn down buildings. No. Actually all, me and all three of my guests or two of my guests. Nobody was encouraging it. 
You know, right. it was Miguel's theory of why this is happening. You know, after so many years of, of trying, you just get fed up. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I just, I, I, and I didn't say this yesterday because it just felt inappropriate, but I, I could relate it like to my marriage, you know, like where mm-hmm. you have a conversation so many times after a while, you just kind of just freak out and obviously mm-hmm. a very different situation, but that's like the only thing I could really equate it to where like you've talked about something so many times and it's mm-hmm. just not changing that eventually you just start to like go nuts. And mm-hmm. so I, I, that was the only point that we were trying to make yesterday. So when it was, when I see the people that's like, you're incurred, I know it. violence is not the answer and no one says it is, mm-hmm. but it's just because we don't say it's the answer. doesn't mean it's not happening. Right. 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 And honestly, I still believe that most of the people there that were legitimately wanting to protest were not the ones that were inciting the violence. Right. I think that was right. outside forces. But uh, but what he was saying is they've reached their limit. They're right. done. They're done. I mean, he wasn't saying go out and burn down buildings. I mean, he said, and that's what he said, but that was, I, I didn't take it that way either, that right. he was condoning to go burn down buildings. What he was saying right. is that people are snapping. People are snapping. They've had too much, just too right. much. So, so I'm sorry, how did this happen with your quote? We get kind of sidetracked on that. On oh, that whole topic. no, no, no. That was a story. <laughs> but, it, you know, this for me is not so much of a racial issue as it is a human issue. I mean, there are so many people of different races and creeds that have been and are still today marginalized. And until we learn to have compassion for one another and are willing to sit down and look each other in the eye and say, help me understand. Help me right. understand. Yeah. Um, just like you and Miguel, just like you're saying to him, help me understand why this is happening because this is not in my realm of being, right? Sure. It's not my right. culture. It's not what happens in my world. So help me to have some insight into yours so that I can better understand it. We've got to come to an understanding. And that's, you know, that's what this quote is saying that, you know, it's about our humanity. Um, sure. And we can choose, you know, that no one's diminished your ability to choose how you respond to something. Um, and so we, I, I don't, I don't know the answer as to how to make that happen, but I do believe that is how we change is mm-hmm. really hearing each other and really listening and asking those hard questions and those uncomfortable questions. Um, yeah. Well, I don't, you know, race relations, honestly, is not my strong suit. I don't have mm-hmm. a lot of knowledge to pull from. And so I don't right. want to sound like an expert on this by any means. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I can relate it to, though, my only experience that I can share with it is when it comes to a marriage. The reason my marriage failed is because we did not know how to communicate, hands mm-hmm. down. Uh, if, the, if That was it. Like, that was the number one thing that plagued that relationship was that we did, we could not communicate. And I, I don't know why it's so hard for us to be able to get into it and like to be able to communicate with one another. But mm-hmm. I feel like anytime that I am able to effectively communicate and the person comes to the table and wants to listen and wants mm-hmm. to have a conversation, things change or, or at least perspectives are understood and it's the tension 
lowers. So yes. I, and we can I, I just wish- see each other as human beings, you know, and understand yep. our common humanity. That's what we all have in common. We're all yep. human beings. You know, to get to that point, though, it's it, it takes work. It takes work yep. and a willingness to learn. Well, it's a good segue into Ask My Mom for today because everything is obviously racially charged right now. And she's saying, like, if I bring this up to my parents, I just don't know how they're going to take it in this very trying time. And we'll do it next with Ask My Mom on the Certified Mama's Boy podcast. Okay, I know I owe you a Monday Cheesemay story. Sorry. I know that I was going to come on here yesterday and tell you about the time that Gina and I dated, but obviously it just wasn't the right time. And I think yesterday's episode was much better. So my, we'll now move that forward to the following Monday, which I'll then tell that story. I hate like the, some of the best stories and I'll get pushed back and it gets frustrating, but I think you understand the series of events. Uh, but on Tuesday on the show, what we do is a segment called Ask My Mom. And this is when uh, you can write questions in. You can either DM me on Instagram, and I'm that guy Kramer, or you can go on Facebook. I'm Steve Kramer on there. We now have a certified Mama's Boy fan page on Facebook. You want to send a message to that, that would work. If you want to email me, I'm that guy Kramer at gmail.com. There's a lot of different ways to get in touch with me. You ask questions that you may feel uncomfortable asking in real life, and then we, and my, you know, especially if you see it fit for my mom, who's got some great mom wisdom, it's perfect. So um, no names on this, but this is a DM that I got last it was Friday. Okay. Hi, Kramer. I'm a listener from Atlanta. I love your podcast and your mom. I just listened to episode 48, and I just want to thank you and Miguel for opening my eyes to a lot of issues that I know had been there but now are in my face, and it's making me realize how many racial issues I have in my own life. The reason I'm DMing you is because I wanted to ask your mom an opinion on my situation. My parents are around your parents' age, and they both grew up in South Georgia. I know they are loving people, and they don't mean any harm, but they are, what you may say, closeted racist. It's not a big deal, but it's big enough that the jokes and comments make me uncomfortable. Uh, I wanted to ask, sorry, I was just thinking about that last statement. Uh, I wanted to ask your mom the best way to address this with them. They are my parents and I've always been taught to respect them and not to talk back to them. But after listening to the podcast, I feel like I need to say something. Is it even worth it? Do you think the people in their sixties and seventies can even change? Tell your mom, uh, uh, tell your mom, I love her voice. It's so soothing. (laughs) So there you go. So soothing. I think you should read audiobooks. You should do like uh, nighttime no. stories, bedtime stories. <laughs> I would love to do that. Um, so how do you tell your parents that they're racist? Um, that's a tricky question. I mean, I think my I, – I think that you and I could have a, a pretty comfortable conversation about that if I felt that way towards you. I don't know that I could have – that conversation with dad is easily, and I'm guessing that may be the situation. Um, my dad's a little more stubborn than my mom. Uh, <laughs> I would say a lot more stubborn than my mom. Uh, your take on all of that, mom. So I believe that anyone at any age can change their minds and their opinions if they're willing to, and if they can have an open heart and an open mind about doing so. And I think that you know, if one way to approach it or to approach anyone that has a difference of opinion 
with you about anything is to say, help me understand why you feel that way. That is such a great conversation starter. Help me understand why you feel that way. And then really listen to them and then let them know what it is about what they're saying, if it, if it differs from your values or your opinion, why that's so. I, I say words like, I believe, claim your opinions. I believe that it's this way or that it should be this way. And hopefully by saying, help me understand, there's a willingness on their parts to open their minds to what the other person is saying. I don't disagree with that. I think that's actually proper communication. I just worry with topics like this. And I was thinking about a little bit with Miguel yesterday about how, because I was born and raised in Georgia and I definitely have, and we've talked about this last couple of podcasts about, you know, sometimes racially charged jokes, not racially charged, but racially themed jokes. uh, I mean, you, you may not use the N word, uh, or say something about Mexicans or, you know, but it's, mm. it's not a, not a completely unheard of type of thing. When I lived in the South over here in California, it's, it's, for, it's not as common. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost just like it's part of the culture, mm. um, that it's just part like that. It's, just maybe it's just more accepted over there than it is here. But my, my thing is if like someone just thinks it's funny, then they just think it's funny and they don't see mm-hmm. the harm that it's doing. Mm-hmm. So my thing is like, cause when I hear like they're, they're closeted racist, I can imagine like the jokes in the comments, like she said here, like, you know, like, Oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like that, they probably are more, they're more prejudiced, I would say uh-huh. than, than racist, which I think is something you've got to differentiate between the two. Right. Yes. I just, I would have a hard time saying something. The, th- the one thing that made me stop in my tracks when I was reading this earlier, though, was when she said, it's not a big deal. And I think that's really where it has to start, is mm-hmm. that it is a big deal. And mm-hmm. that these tiny little comments are embedded into possibly, I mean, I don't know, everyone's situation is probably different, but into much bigger situations, right? Mm-hmm. And you can use this mm-hmm. with, with any race. This can be, again, you know, anybody that's prejudiced. Mm-hmm. I think that even if we're allowing and we're going to make it okay for mm-hmm. these one-offs to be okay, then why aren't all of them okay? The more mm-hmm. we let slide about race, other people's race, the more we're just normalizing it and making people feel like it's okay to say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And and we've done a good job with other things. I feel like like we like I talked about yesterday's podcast, like like the word retarded. Don't like to mm-hmm. use it, but. We've done a good job at like villainizing that. Like you can't yeah. say that word anymore. Yes. Um, and we, right. We don't use the N word, but there's mm-hmm. still definitely jokes out there. And it could be, it's not just black, but like just about like other people. I'm sure there are jokes that non-white people tell against white people. Right. Um, and so how far do you, do you let it go? How far do you let it go? And I, mm-hmm. when I read this, I guess, the question is, I think we all have to change our mind of it. Like it's not a big deal. Like it has to be a big deal if we're going to make a change. Yes. My question is though, mom, if there is something that you and I were completely divided on. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's much of anything that you and I feel, especially when it comes to social issues. We're very similar. Uh-huh. Um, but let's say there was, 
How would you want me to, and let's say you were very diehard this, and I was very diehard that, and I felt like things that you were doing were Mm -hmm. not benefiting other people, other cultures, Mm -hmm. other whatever. Mm -hmm. How would you want me to address that with you? I would want you to say, I really don't understand why you feel that way or have that opinion. Help me understand. Help and me would understand. you, but then again, it's not like, it's not like, it sounds like from this though, it's not like they're like, well, this race is worse than this race. It's just mm-hmm. more like, yeah, this, that's, that's just not, that's not appropriate. You know, even people, let's just say the word retarded. I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. saying it for effect here. Right. Mm-hmm. But they're not saying it because they're like, you know, anyone that's mentally handicapped is less than a normal person. Mm-hmm. It's just more of a, it just, for them, it's just become normalized to be funny, to make fun of people that they feel like, they feel like maybe are less or have that prejudice against. Mm-hmm. You know, or, you know, ask the question, but what if, what if that was you? Or what if that was me? Would you feel that way toward that person? Try to bring it home. And it is a deep conversation. It's deeper conversations. We we don't need to keep brushing these things off. We need to be having those deep conversations about why we think and feel the way we do. So do you think it's something where she needs to like stop her mom in her tracks and just be like, hey, that joke is racist. I don't want to hear it anymore. Or do you think it's something that like, let's say that they're all in front of the family or is it something that you like pull your mom or your dad aside on? Like, would you want to, do you think it's better to like, just, Hey, even before it even happens and sit down and be like, this is what I've noticed. And mm-hmm. here's why I think, or, you know, I heard this podcast the other day and then it made me think, and I just, I mean, what do you think the right approach is to that? Do you think she waits until it happens again? Or does she go today and just says, Hey, I want to talk to you about something. Do you think it has yeah. to be when the next occurrence happens? No, I don't think so. I think just like you said earlier, she could just start a conversation about, Wow, you know, there's so much going on, you know, in Atlanta and wow, and I'm sure I'm sure their opinion won't be different from hers about that. And she could say, "Well, you know, it's interesting because I listened to a podcast and blah 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 and it made me think. It made me think about it differently." Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, because that's yeah, what that's has to happen. We have to we have to have an open mind and an open heart because Nothing changes if we don't. And if if the person that you're talking to does not have an open mind and an open heart and they're really just waiting to determine how they respond instead of really listening to you, then probably no change happens. 888-Kramer8, our phone number for the voicemail, 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. I want you to call if you've ever, and you can be anonymous, but I'm just kind of curious if you've ever had to have that conversation before with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it, it may be a sensitive topic, so you may not want to give your name, and I can keep you as anonymous as possible, but I think that a lot of us are going to have to have this conversation in the near future if it's with a spouse, a, ch- a child, a parent, a friend. And if you've had one, and maybe you've got some pointers on how to have it, 888-Kramer8. Okay. It's getting late over there. Let's pray for a good night, and tomorrow we wake up and, mm-hmm. we, you know, get mm-hmm. one step closer to yes. making things right, you know? Yes, absolutely. One day at a time, honey. One day at a time. That's right. Okay. I love you. Love you forever. 
Okay, I want to talk to you about the end of the show here really quick, and I could use your feedback on this because I want to make a couple changes to the way we wrap the show up. One kind of a permanent change and one temporary change. So numero uno is I want to, um, instead of doing the good news from the coronavirus, I want to open it up and just into the good news. And that can be about anything. Because I feel like the corona news is starting to, you know, started to slow down a little bit. And I think there's other places that we could be using some, some good news too. So if that's cool with you, I just want to kind of do a more broad sense. So let me know how you feel about that. Um, number two is this week alone, I, when I'm going through social media, I would typically would leave you with a video that I saw that made me laugh. Uh, this week, there's not a ton. Maybe I'm just not in a laughing kind of mood right now, but I am seeing a lot of things that are opening my mind. Like this is this week alone. I don't know about you, but this week alone, like I would say the past seven days has been super transformative for me as we've gone through these protests and with the, with the murder up in Minneapolis and everything else. And so I want to do, instead of made me laugh, I want to do what made me think. And it's something that I saw online that just kind of opened my mind up to stuff I didn't realize or that was like, wow, that's, that's a great point. So that's cool with you. We'll do it like that. But no matter what, I, I do want to go back to made me laugh because I do want you to like end on a good note when it comes to this show. Okay, now the good news. Here we go. All right, so let's go to the good news. And we'll start today in Nashville. I got some Nashville listeners. I do. What's up, Nashville? How you doing? Uh, if you're a Nashville person, shout out. I want to go to Nashville one day. I haven't been before. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story about a guy named Sean. Sean is 29 years old, and he is um, his family has lived on the same block for 54 years. After the murder of, of George Floyd of Minneapolis, he obviously is feeling all kind of certain ways, like all of us are. But he went on Facebook and on Nextdoor, and you know the Nextdoor app, you know that is? It's like the neighborhood social media, if you will. So he said, um, he said, my family has lived in this neighborhood for uh, the corner of blank and blank for 54 years. And I'm afraid to walk yesterday. I wanted to walk around my neighborhood, but the fear of not returning home to my family alive kept me on the front porch today. I wanted to walk again, but I could not make it off the front porch. Then I called my mother and she said that she would walk it with me. I still kept my ID with me and my phone in my hand, but I walked. Hashtag I can't breathe. Hashtag I can't sleep. Hashtag I can't walk. Man. Just reading that, I mean, obviously that's nothing that I can ever comprehend as a white person, but I can only imagine what that must feel like. You can't walk off your front porch without feeling scared. Now he kind of goes on the story to talk about how he was feeling, um, there's been some gentrification through the neighborhood. And so he just felt like it was kind of getting a wider area. And he didn't even used to like the Nextdoor app because he felt like there were so many different messages up there, like suspicious black man walking through the neighborhood. Well, he did post it. I'm really glad he did because there were 150 strangers who lived nearby offering to walk with him. And the next day, I think it was the next day, people met at a local restaurant. 75 people showed up, he said, so they could all go for a walk together, including Sean. And that's just... That's progress, man. That's like, that's the kind of stuff that we need right now. That is definitely some feel good news. This next story though, it, it is about the coronavirus, but I, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta question you on this because I don't know if this is true. It says coronavirus cooking survey finds that people are eating healthier and wasting less food. 
I'm going to read this article word for word. Here we go. Amid lockdown, people are eating healthier. They're cooking their own food and consuming more fruits and vegetables, according to preliminary results from the Worldwide Corona Cooking Survey. Based on the analysis of, the, uh, of answers to the survey by 11,000 people in 11 different countries, consumers reported fewer purchases of microwave-prepared foods and fewer purchases of sweet and salty snacks. How? That last word was mine. How? Like, how are you doing that? My diet feels like it's been worse than ever. I've not stepped on this scale since episode number five of this show. We are now 51 because I am like, I'm eating like crap. Uh, We've already talked about my insufficiency of being an adult. I can't, I'm not a very sufficient human being, right? And so when I hear that you guys are actually being healthier throughout all this uh, and you're cooking more, I, I am not. I mean, I may have been cooking more. If I maybe cooked five times this whole thing, I'm just so bad at it. But is that true? Like, are you eating better now that you've been kind of locked away? Because I, when I read that this morning, I'm like, it's great if it's true, but it's not uh, not the case for me. Okay, then as promised, we're going to do this thing called Made Me Think. Because right now, I'm not seeing a lot of things online that are making me laugh. They're making me think, though. And hopefully, it'll leave you with something, too, to make you think. And this one was like, whoa, holy crap. Okay, so there is a a woman. Her name is Jane Elliott. Never heard of her before. Uh, But she is an anti-racism activator and educator. And she is, this this message is only about 45 seconds, but it was like, whoa, for me. Now, I want you to picture it in your head since you won't be able to see the video, but she's speaking to a crowd that looks like, uh, I have such a bad idea. Maybe a couple hundred people, and they all look, I think they all look to to be white. And they are, uh, she asked a very, very like mind boggling question. And I'll just give you a little heads up. Not one person stood up. I want every white person in this room who would be happy to be treated as this society in general treats our citizens, our black citizens. If you as a white person would be happy to receive the same treatment that our black citizens do in this society, please stand. You didn't understand the directions. If you white folks want to be treated the way blacks are in this society, stand. Nobody's standing here. That says very plainly that you know what's happening. You know you don't want it for you. I want to know why you're so willing to accept it or to allow it to happen for others. It's really powerful. Go see see in the show notes. You can share it from there too if you want to. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, These, yeah, these shows are weird right now. They're just, they're, they're just, uh, they're weird. Now tomorrow, I'm supposed to be launching these projects, but I don't know if I'm going to, to be honest with you. I don't know. Uh, So if I don't, just it's fine everything's fine it really is everything's fine uh you know what would be nice though is if you could leave me five star reviews if anything it earned five stars that'd be awesome to leave it below subscribe tell your friends share this episode do what you gotta do and i'll see you tomorrow okay love you bye hey kramer lisa from atlanta uh talking about dating disasters okay so i wasn't actually catfish but let me tell you met this guy on tinder um had pictures messaged and and he kind of said straight up he's like well I don't exactly look as much like that um anymore okay should have been a red flag but I'm like okay well you seem super nice and so we met for dinner at this restaurant that had outdoor patio tables and oh lord have mercy 
dude. Humongous. I mean, he probably was 300 pounds, plus his heart. He was super sweet. Like, goodness gracious, of course, I had to, you know, I went through the date. He was so nice. But we sat out on these folding chairs, and towards the end of the dinner, his chair broke. Oh, goodness gracious. It was so mortifying for him. I felt so horrible for him. And, yeah, so that was a huge dating disaster. So, Keep loving the show. Keep it up. Love you forever. Hey, Creamer. This is Stephanie calling from San Diego. I am currently on episode five, jumping on to episode six. Um, regarding the quarantine 15, I can guarantee you that two months into quarantine and I have gained nine pounds. Um, didn't want you to feel alone. Anyway, love listening to you. Still catching up. But I'm excited to see what you have. Congratulations on everything. And I'll I'll hear you next time. Bye. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.